Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, January 26, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we notice is the breakout. They're breaking above the place they got stuck Really, for the last week or so, without this little shimmy down, this shakeout operation, they've been up here for a while, six or seven trading sessions. Finally, they're breaking out. Now, we talked about where they're going as a minimum required objective. Let me repeat that. A minimum required objective. 407.20 is that number. We've talked about it a number of times already. But here's the thing. There's nothing under the sun that says they can't, and I repeat, cannot push all the way to the high of this candle at 4.10. Exactly 4.10.49 is the high of this candle. So let's just discuss for a moment what's actually going on. People are getting more bullish. The media is getting more bullish. More people are hopping on. They're getting the bears to switch over to bulls. Everything that's discussed now has a bullish twist. Let me give you a case in point. Sitting watching the tape today, I look up at the TV. There's a headline at the bottom of the screen or one of those bottom lines at the bottom of the screen. And they're talking about this. I didn't have the sound on, but here's what I read. And I quote, recent layoffs not affecting broader economy. Now, the reason they bring that up is not because of the economic data points, It's because the market is going higher. Whenever the market is going higher, what they do is they lump everything into the bucket of if the market's going higher, everything is good. They conflate the economy, the market, and everything in between. So as long as the market's going up, the bulls will continue to hop on board. The market doesn't turn when everybody's bearish. It can go lower while everybody's bearish if things are bad and all that stuff. However, in an uptrend, which we are, the market has to get bullish to get everybody on board, to get the bulls out of the bear camp, get them on the bull camp. And this is the point in which buying begets buying. We could see somewhat of a mini blow-off scenario over the next few days. And here's the thing. What happens over the next few days. A, we have the Kabuki Theater FOMC meeting and FOMC announcement next Wednesday, February 1. Is the market going to trade up to the end of January, right up to that announcement, and then have a rug pull situation? We've seen this before. We don't know in advance what's going to happen, but these are the things that are on the table. These are the things you should be putting on next week's sticky notepad. Let's talk about the weekly chart for a moment again, because there's something else interesting brewing. They're breaking above the trend line we've been discussing. Fair enough. Are they going to break these highs, fail at these highs, push through them into the 100 period moving average? Either way, what's interesting is next week, not this week, but next week also, aka week of FOMC slash Kabuki situation, that happens to be an on-time week. Funny how that works. Let's just look at something else so that we have an understanding 
from what can be deemed as a symmetrical standpoint, but it's really more of an art form. It's something I'm noticing, I'm paying attention to, and it's part and parcel to everything else we just discussed. Check me out on this. So I'm looking at the pullback scenarios. So we're going to the highs from January of 2022. And what you'll see is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and they turned around. That was a low. So that was about two months down. Okay, fair enough. We had another stretch of two months before a nice big healthy bounce, another decline, a very short one. And here we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Two and a half months up, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, a little over two months down, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, two months up, little shimmy for about four candles on the way down. And here we come into week six current. Next week is week seven. So we're approaching that place where it's about two months up. Something to pay attention to. I'm looking at the symmetry. I'm looking at the cadence by which the market made a top and came down, how it did it, what kind of chop shop formation did it take. And I'm just noticing that there was something to the amount of time that the market would come down before making a turn and go up before making a turn. There's one longer stretch in here. If you want to discount this and say this is the low, then you have a stretch from all the way up here to down here, but they still did make a turn around that two-month mark. This isn't an exact science, not putting a trade on based on that information, but this is all stuff that I look at, I'm passing along to you, it's something interesting, and it's part of the bigger picture. And when we look at the monthly chart, we will notice that this breakdown candle from the month ending in December of 2022, that is the aforementioned high of 410.49, so what we will say is, by the end of January, closing above that from a technical perspective would be an in very important thing for the market to be able to do. On its face, that would be a bullish signal. Just taken by itself, it would be a bullish signal. Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. You have to call them as you see them. I think it's important that we go through inside the numbers today. I was in the live room again, moderating slash commenting, commentary, talking, discussing, answering questions, all that stuff in the live room. There's a lot of teaching and learning going on in there. There's also money being made in there. So let's see the setup for today, and then we'll go back to the chart and see what happened after the fact. Here's the layout at zero dark 30. After yesterday's flush and reversal, aka shakeout and rescue operation, the overnight crew is working on a little follow-through action. The signals are bullish until we see an intraday reversal and bad close. Keep that in mind. Bad close. It's not how they trade them out during the day. They have shakeout operations, but then at the end of the day, if they close them good, there's what we call a bid or buoyancy under the market. So we're looking for an intraday reversal, bad close, one of our signs and signals of a trend change, something like that. So until we find something or see something develop like that, we're in the bull camp until proven otherwise, umpire stuff. So therefore, until that point, she's working on a final destination from the current bull run. 
talking numbers. They're pushing on the recent highs. 401 is the last line of defense to run a test of the former high at 402.65. That's an important place. It was a pivot high. Once they get above, it opens the door for more stuff. That's the short version. That was what was being discussed in the room, inside the numbers. You'll see that later on. Above 402.65, the door opens for another leg slash push higher. The higher takes her into the zone around 403.75 to 404, which should be some overhead resistance. 10-minute chart right of the vertical is today's activity, and you can see clearly 403.75 to 404. The high made in the second 10-minute candle of the day was 404.07. That was, in fact, overhead resistance. Remember, this is put on the board at 0 dark 30, 6 something a.m. If above, there's more and will be handled in a real-time type of format. The flip side is getting below yesterday's close and the big fat round number of 400. And this is what it looks like on a five-minute chart. There's your overhead resistance. There's 400, and low of day was 400.03. Let's see what else we have as the day starts to get, as we call in the trading parlots, fired up. The economic data release shuffle occurred, and the consensus is, let's keep the market up. This one falls into the camp of, I've seen this setup before. Above the recent high, 402.65 is a bit of a vacuum situation for higher prices. As long as they're above on candle closes, beginning with the 10 and 15 minute variety, they're going to some higher numbers. Now, here are the higher numbers. 403.75 to 404.10 zone. They got to 404.07. That was the first zone, so they did that. 404.50 would be next up after that. That one they got to by the end of the day in the last few-minute push higher. And mind you, we had some traders in the room that were taking long positions halfway through the day. Forget the morning activity, just saying, hey, this is the bull case. They're likely going higher. I know where my risk is. I'm going to take the ride. They took the ride. And then the prize, which is a spike of 407. Maybe not all today, but with a possible Friday floater tomorrow and ES4100, the next big fat round number up above, coincides with the 40720 magnetic place, give or take, situation. Awareness and food for thought. This is all early in the morning. And it all begins with getting above 402.65. Let's see what else we have. 9.15, they're pushing into a zone where the vacuum situation is present. Therefore, we need to understand this. They will pull back for some number at some point. But for now, we're going to let the thing develop some kind of storyline. One of the aforementioned numbers will be overhead resistance. Which one is the trick following the gap higher open? So what I was looking for, and I told this to the live room, was looking for 404.50. If they got there in the morning session, I was going to short that number. They ended up pulling back from the lower number. Wasn't that much lower. I'm sure we had traders, and we did, in fact, have a trader that shorted it up there and wrote it down for a nice trade. Here's the other thing that I told the live room this morning before the opening bell. Somebody's going to get screwed today. It's either going to be the Johnny-come-latelys that hop on looking for a ride higher and get the rug pull. Those are the folks that got screwed this morning. 
or it was going to be the folks that are shorting the open, looking for the pullback, and they get the pie in the face for the ride up, and they just blow through everything. One of those two buckets of traders was going to get screwed today. It was the former rather than the latter. Moving along, see what else we have. So they found the initial place of resistance. Now we can say something important. 402.65 is the place. Below, other things develop. Above is the bull case. First, they tested it and bounced. And you can't see it too well on this five-minute chart, but they bounced about six S&P handles. That's a scalp-worthy bounce. I'm not saying that we were supposed to buy it. I'm just saying it's supposed to bounce there, even for a short period of time. Then they gave it up and they went lower. So what was I saying in here? 402.65 is now overhead resistance once they broke lower. 400.35 can be support and bounce the tape. There's 435 down here. There's 400. You could see where it did bounce the tape. And I had a zone, a better price for a bounce between 400 and 399.40. They got to 400.03. So front runners got the trade. I didn't get the trade. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here. It's all about 402.65. If they get back above, that's the bull case. See that at 1025, above 402.65 is still the bull case. And here's, look at this one. A recapture after the shakeout would be a bullish thing. What did they do? They recaptured it after the shakeout, and it was the bullish thing. Pause them, read them, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here. We're going to now take a look at stocks on the move. We only had one hit its objective today. It was a floater morning operation, so a lot of stocks were floating up with the market. IBM hit its objective. We'll take a look at that chart. You see here, IBM blew through the first number, went to the second, and bounced. They came up short of the base hit, went down to the third. The third number worked back up into the middle of the zone between the first and second. So while it wasn't a shitburger, we had... Traders in the room, the live room that made money with IBM, they took the profit, which you can't do. And here's a mistake I made. So might as well give you the benefit of my mistake. I tried to take the trade while doing 150 other things, running the live room, inside the number notes, all that stuff. And I was trying to be a hotshot and took the IBM trade anyway. And then I wasn't paying attention. So while it was bouncing, I'm up nicely. I have an order in looking to exit. I look away. I'm doing stuff. I come back and all of a sudden I'm in the red and the mistake was after bouncing, they didn't give the base hit, but they came close and they came back down. And you've seen Jordan do this a number of times. When they come back down, you accept the fact that you didn't get the exit you were looking for, but you're not willing to let it go bad on you. There may be another trade in the same stock later, like this one at the third level, or you just leave it alone and you move on. I had to take a loss in this because I wasn't willing to sit around and wait all day. I've got too many things to do, and therein lies the problem. You can only do one or two things really well if you try and spread yourself too thin like I did today. One thing goes bad, and luckily for everybody else, it was my trade that went bad, not the notes, the commentary, and all that stuff. Lesson learned going forward. It's easier for me to watch an S&P trade because I'm watching it anyway than it is to watch a stock on the move trade while watching the S&P. It's just not fair to me. I'm not 
that good. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Little bit of an interesting scenario. They're trying to break out as well, but relative weakness against the S&P 500 today, that's interesting since it was a nice healthy update for the Qs. They were up more than the S&P, but the favorite market leading indicator IWM was not down, but up less than the S&P. So that's something of note. They're just having trouble breaking out yet above all this stuff. There is a lot of overhead resistance up here. Obviously, look what you have. Market comes down, runs back up to this point. Market tells you that point's important. Why? Because it was rejected. Comes all the way back to this place, rejected. Tries it again, rejected. Tries it again, rejected a little bit. Now they're trying it again. Now maybe they break through, but you can see here that this is also the case for an inverse head and shoulders pattern. Maybe it takes hold, maybe it doesn't, has not triggered yet. And there's the actual neckline, has not triggered yet, but is threatening to do so. Close above, it triggers. Close back below, it's off the table and a failure. That simple. What happens if it triggers? What's the target? Here's the weekly chart. The target would be about 20 handles. Above the 100 period moving average, somewhere up in this neighborhood here. Don't get excited. There's no guarantee they're going to do that. Just telling you what the chart is saying, but nothing's triggered yet. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They did not participate. Flat on the day. Could have been down. They were down early, but they recovered. So above all the moving averages, a flush and recovery, a shakeout operation, finishing decently on the day, even flatline on the day after being down a lot, that's a positive development. Still bullish on the chart in an uptrend above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until she throws your shit out the window. Nothing's changed from that standpoint. The Q people, big healthy update, closing above the 200 period moving average. That was never the target. The target right now is still 295. That doesn't have to be the ultimate target, but that is a magnetic place where they should get to and they are on their way. We've talked about 295 a few times already. No change. If the financials aren't falling apart, nothing wrong with the overall market in an uptrend. Above all the moving averages, trying to break out here. They're just grinding it up. They're still working on this area. This is the weekly chart. Working on this area around the 100-week moving average. You got all this stuff up here. That is overhead resistance. Breakout above, and there's another leg higher. To where, you might ask? 38 and a quarter. Put that on a sticky note. There's two bucks in it on a breakout in the XLF. Smash Mouth, up a little bit on the day, but breaking out as well. No change, same routine. It's all the same market. They're all going to go up together. They're all going to come down together. Not to the same magnitude each and every day, but that's what all the same market means. Where are they headed? Weekly chart. We talked about this before. 100 period moving average, magnetic place. They don't have to stop there, but it's going to draw price in. That is what's happening. Don't be surprised to see them hit it before the end of the week. That's tomorrow by 4 p.m. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.